today to This Needs to Be Said, TNTBS, and I am your host, Catherine Waddell. There is such a need for people to be able to be truthful today. We've been tactful all around the world, and in the midst of that, trying to fit in so we conform, we want to be accepted. Then one day you ask yourself, what is my truth? While digging through a lot of baggage, gathered from wanting to belong somewhere and not sure what you believe, there's a crying out for all those things that should be said that are not being said. No longer will we pretend that there are no issues to address or that we are only going to talk about certain ones. This show, coupled with our blog site and our website, will be the beginning of you finding your way. There is an elephant in the room. Let's talk about it. You were thinking it? We're going to talk about it. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to get your mindset right at the top of this week with Deanna Heiliger of MeToThePowerOfWe.com with our mindset minute. We're also going to hear from Coach Tony. We didn't get to hear good. We didn't get to hear new information. Not good. New information last week. We did do a repeat show. Everyone needed to be away. I appreciate you guys still sticking with us on that. But you're going to get to hear some new information uh, to move your exercise and your fitness journey healthy living lifestyle along the way. And then, of course, we're going to finish up with some political news from Valerie Sun. So get your pen and paper out. Class is in session. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough, so why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project.org hyphenpush.org. Do you like talk shows? Do you like to hear one talk, sports, current news, and even share humor and adult jokes? Then you'll love the Alice Cardinale Talk Show, which airs every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Chef Alex Talk Show is where we're at. 347-989-1709. Dial 1 to let your voice be heard on the Alex Cranelli Talk Show. I wonder nightly, 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 I wonder
And since both require nudity in front of an audience, I'll choose the latter. Or at least the highway to heaven. There's gotta be something better than this free fall through hell. I keep the mirrors in my eyelids to remind myself who I used to be. Unrecognizable in the pictures of us together. Your letter in my pocket. Panicked while I'm packing. My roommate thought me out of shape. Ignored the sweating and the shaking. Inhale, this will be good for you. A fresh start and new opportunities. Exhale, give it time. The pain will fade. Inhale, ignore him. He'll come back to you. Focus, he'll run into you looking beautiful and regret his decision. It's been 69 days since you call with your closing statements. What a position to be in. I made a pillow out of your old t-shirt to sleep with. It's the only thing in my new apartment that still smells like you. New paint on the walls can never make you want to forgotten. For those that say it's better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all, you, you try it. You try it. about the hottest weight loss, nutrition, and fitness plan sweeping North America? Are you ready to live, look, and feel fabulous? Then you need to take the Thrive 8-Week Challenge. Get ready to lose weight, have relief from aches and pains, increase your energy level, enhance your cognitive performance and mental clarity. Join thousands of others today and start thriving. Begin your 8-Week Challenge at www.thrivemissouri.com. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear or pain or loss or disappointment. And yet each of us has awakened, arisen, uh, somehow made our ablution, seen other human beings, and said, Morning, how are you? Fine, thanks in you. It's amazing. Wherever that abides in the human being, there is the nobleness of the human spirit, despite it all, black and white. Asian, Spanish, Native American, pretty, plain, thin, fat. 
vow to celibate. We rise.
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. A new coffee shop in North Dakota is operating on a pretty unique premise. According to Relevant Magazine, the coffee shop in a converted old bank operates on an honor system. They have no employees trusting customers to pay for what they take. And so far, the owners say it's working. They say that at the end of a typical day, there's an average 15% more money than required in the till. It's a pretty cool idea, but I don't know if this is going to work for everything. I mean, like, do-it-yourself dentistry. Here's the ironic thing about that story. I know of a church that had to stop offering coffee on the honor system. Why? Because they weren't receiving enough money. Sounds like we church people, we need to spend a little more time in the sanctuary listening to the message about giving to the poor and the needy, and a little less time hanging out at the church coffee kiosk. Eight-year-old Dylan Sporing from Minneapolis, well, he put up a sign in his front lawn to invite the public to his free piano concert that was taking place July 12th. Well, his neighbor and fellow musician Tommy Rabin, he saw the sign, posted it on Facebook to help promote the event, saying, wouldn't it be cool if a bunch of people showed up for his free piano concert? Well, unbeknownst to the little boy, the Facebook event went viral and hundreds of people showed up for the eight-year-old's free piano concert in the rain. Scientists cleaning out an old laboratory at the government's National Institutes of Health discovered previously misplaced vials of smallpox. Uh, don't worry, though. I mean, the feds will never lose anything important, you know, like your medical records or IRS emails. A Mexican man is in custody for allegedly trying to smuggle four and a half pounds of methamphetamine into Arizona in an accordion. U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers say 18-year-old Eloy Renteria Ortiz was arrested at the port of Nogales after being searched at the Morley Gate crossing. Officers say nearly $13,600 worth of meth was found wrapped in black tape and stashed in the center of the accordion that Ortiz was carrying. When asked what made the man look suspicious, the U.S. Customs officials said he had an accordion. A New York man spent $50,000 to remodel his basement to resemble the Star Trek Enterprise. He'll never have to spend money going on dates. An attempted carjacking in Seattle failed when three carjackers found they were in a vehicle with a manual transmission and none of them knew how to drive a stick shift. Nancy Fredrickson said she was getting something out of her trunk when she turned around to see a gun in her face. Three teens demanded her keys and jumped into her Kia. They tried but failed to get it to move and then ran away. The 70-year-old was in tears when she called 911 but later laughed at the inept carjackers. She never imagined a stick shift would prevent a carjacking, but she's happy that she and her car were unharmed. But do they not teach driver's ed in school anymore? I mean, America isn't even putting out competent carjackers now. What's wrong with us? A San Francisco Bay Area man had an unexpected passenger in his car during the 30-mile trip to his parents' house, a small stray kitten that had somehow found a place to ride in the engine compartment. Jim Michael Latie says he heard meowing after pulling into a gas station. A woman next to him said it was coming from his 1993 Mitsubishi Diamante. So he began checking around. With the help of a flashlight, Michelotti found the black kitten on a bar between the engine and firewall, just inches from the ground. The cat was greasy and scared, but otherwise okay. 
Michael Lati said he was really surprised about all of this because before hearing the meows, his car was purring like a kitten. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. Let Brighton Travel help you with your getaway vacation or cruise. We're a full-service agency, so we specialize in honeymoon, hotel, air, and car rental as well. Call today at 704-491-3528, or you can reach us on the web at brightontravel.com. Have you heard about the hottest weight loss, nutrition, and fitness plan sweeping North America? Are you ready to live, look, and feel fabulous? Then you need to take the Thrive 8-Week Challenge. Get ready to lose weight, have relief from aches and pains, increase your energy level, enhance your cognitive performance and mental clarity. Join thousands of others today and start thriving. Begin your eight-week challenge at www.thrivemissouri.com. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, where you are royalty. Specializing in children's hair, natural, weaved, and relaxed hair. Looking for a professional stylist who cares not only about how good hair looks, but also how healthy it feels? Then Royal Destiny Salon and Spa is the place for you. Royal Destiny Salon and Spa, located at 4936 Albemarle Road, Suite 14, Charlotte, North Carolina. Call today to schedule your appointment for a more beautiful you. 724-734-8043. That number again is 724-734-8043. Everyone likes free stuff, right? What if you could access a directory full of free stuff like magazine subscriptions, ebooks, video e-courses, business consultations, online memberships, and so much more? You know, stuff like that. Deciding to become an entrepreneur is tough enough. So why not use free tools and resources to help you on your journey? Grab your piece of the free stuff at www.project-push.org. Then click on the free stuff link near the top to get started. www.project-push.org. Have you ever wanted to wear makeup with flawless coverage just like the Hollywood stars? At TNT Cosmetics, you can have it all. Our mineral makeup is made with real minerals, titanium dioxide, zinc oxide, and mica. Our wide color selection of products are extremely gentle and do not contain dyes, oils, chemicals, fillers, additives, or preservatives. Mica is 100% hypoallergenic, meaning it will not irritate your skin, cause breakouts, or clog your pores. Plus, most of our products are made to order which simply means it will be fresh and have longer shelf life. For flawless coverage, order now at 2TCosmetics.com. Move over, Maybelline. There's a new kid in town. Are you looking for the perfect gift for a family member or loved one? Something meaningful that they will cherish for many years to come? I know just the thing. 
King Signia, coat of arms for the 21st century. Your King Signia is custom designed, making it the perfect gift for weddings, anniversaries, and graduations. Gift certificates are also available for easy gifting. Visit kinsignia.com to get started. Does your business require you to travel all over for meetings? What if there was software that would allow you to have meetings all over the world in the same day? Can you imagine how much time and money you would save by having meetings right from your office, never needing to pay for travel or taking precious time away? With GoToMeeting, web conferencing can help you do just that. For your 30-day free trial, go to www.webconferencetrial.com. Increase your productivity and start saving money today. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Texas Governor Rick Perry plans to deploy a 1,000 soldiers from the Texas National Guard to the border. I guess he got tired of Obama's plan to just let the border come to the Guard. A Pennsylvania woman says she can see drivers who pull off the side of the highway relieving themselves near her backyard. And state police have been asked to increase patrols. Crystal King's backyard in Stallstown, about 50 miles southeast of Pittsburgh, is separated from the Pennsylvania Turnpike by only a short fence. King's 11-year-old son and other children in her yard can see people who pull over to relieve themselves instead of using rest areas. King says one woman got angry when King yelled at her to stop and wound up throwing the human waste at her. And by the way, be sure to catch Dawn of the Planet of the Apes in theaters now. A new report in Breaking Christian News says a cocoa extract might help prevent Alzheimer's. According to a study conducted at the School of Medicine at Mount Sinai, a specific preparation of cocoa extract prevents a protein in the brain from gradually forming sticky clumps, which are known to damage nerve cells as Alzheimer's progresses. So bring on the Nestle crackles! The health food store worker in Louisiana used a company check to pay for some uh, female companionship. Hard to believe there's actually a health food store in Louisiana. We already know that getting enough sleep plays a huge role in health, from maintaining a healthy weight and staving off the common cold to just plain keeping you sane. While new research is showing that getting enough sleep may also slow down the aging process and keep your body younger for longer. Researchers have found that when older adults sleep less, their brains actually age faster. Which means, according to this research, I am about 106 years old. The annual Global Peace Index has been released by the non-governmental group Vision of Humanity. It ranks 140 nations in terms of peacefulness. While the least peaceful nation is, not surprisingly, Iraq, followed by Sudan, Afghanistan, Israel, and Chad. United States ranked number 97 in peacefulness. And if you really love peace, well, you can move to the number one most peaceful nation on Earth, Iceland. Which goes to show you that peace is boring. An Oregon man accused of stealing an English bulldog puppy at gunpoint was convicted of the crime by a judge who left him with a rhyme. 
Clackamas County Judge Susie Norby did not buy Jajwayne Etheridge's claim that he was the victim of a setup. She summarized the case by telling him, You lied and lied. I can't put that aside. It was your car. You went too far. You hid the pup. The jig was up. You got rid of the gun. Your game is done. Police said Etheridge stole the $2,000 puppy from the breeders, James and Patricia Steele, after they agreed to meet him in October of 2012. Etheridge gave the dog to his girlfriend as a birthday gift for her daughter. Etheridge is going to be sentenced August 1st. But prosecutors have already recommended leniency, both sides agreeing that listening to the judge's poem was considered cruel and unusual punishment. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com.
to Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Rusty explores topics related to mind, body, and soul. For more information, go to her site at RustyMcDonald.com. <laughs> not McDonald like the farmer, or certainly not like the fast food, but more fulfilling than a Happy Meal. Living and Thriving with Rusty, Inspiration on Tap. Tune in weekly to Living and Thriving with Rusty, life coach, radio talk show host, single mom, and blogger. If you missed the J. Rouse show, shame on you. Here's what you missed. I was, I was, I was. <laughs> oh, Cheryl, baby. Oh, Cheryl, girl, you know. This makes me feel makes me feel something, baby. Yes, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Baby, baby. Oh, Cheryl, baby. I got, I got a spoken word for Cheryl. Cheryl, can I be your ex? That's the name of a girl. Cheryl, baby, can I be your ex? Which means I could be your next lover, baby. I want you to trust me, baby. Come on, baby. Will you be my girlfriend? Say yes. And then break up with me real quick so I say no. And then, baby, so we mean you can do the wild thing, baby. Cheryl, girl, I love you, baby. You my girl. But I got to break up with you because you know you rock my world, baby. I want to touch you. I want to feel you, baby. Come and get me. Come and caress me. I am yours, girl. Why are you playing, Jay? Oh, yes, yeah, Cheryl. Take that with you, Cheryl, and be blessed, my love. Be blessed. Be blessed. <laughs> <laughs> See what you've been missing? The Jay Round Show, Wednesday night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and on Saturday, 5 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on BTR Radio.
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Nick Cannon will star in an upcoming movie about Richard Pryor. Producers discussed Hollywood's top leading men and then said, nah, never mind, just get Nick. The machines that many people use to experience their favorite programs are greedy energy guzzlers. There are approximately 224 million of them in the United States, and combined, they consume approximately the same amount of electricity as would be produced by four nuclear reactors, enormous ones, running around the clock. In fact, according to the LA Times, these boxes that we uh, watch television with or uh, online content, they have become the biggest single energy user in many homes, apart from air conditioning. Man, I mean, it's no wonder I feel like my energy is zapped every time I television gorge. It's because my energy is being zapped. Officials at Newark Liberty International Airport have confiscated a batch of cookies with a street value of more than $50,000. U.S. Customs and Border Protection says that's because the cookies had 118 pellets of cocaine baked into them. See, now you can only argue that they're white chocolate chips for just so long before the cops decide to do a taste test. The latest edition of Travel and Leisure's annual reader poll it lists the world's best hotel as Triple Creek Ranch in Darby, Montana. The hotel scores high for having no noise, no traffic, and no celebrities. A new study says being popular in high school is not all it's cracked up to be. In fact, the report in Relevant Magazine finds that being popular in high school might actually make life more difficult down the road. According to the University of Virginia study, the so-called cool kids often have more problems making friends and staying out of legal trouble after graduation. Well, I guess I'm good then. A North Dakota man was charged with DUI after falling out of a vehicle that he was driving and subsequently running over himself with it. He's now suing himself for hit and run. 
That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com.
I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. Nick Cannon will star in an upcoming movie. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is your Daily Dose of Weird News. With one billion posts, likes, and comments so far, the World Cup is already the most talked about event in Facebook history. Although most of it is Americans saying, would you please stop talking about the World Cup? Inmates were sent indoors when a hot air balloon landed in the parking lot of an Oregon women's prison. But it wasn't an escape attempt. The pilot told officials at the Coffee Creek Correctional Facility that he was taking part in a balloon festival, but was running low on fuel and battling strong winds. The pilot decided the parking lot of the facility south of Portland was the safest place to land. Prison spokeswoman Vicki Reynolds says inmates who were in the recreation yard were sent inside for about a half hour while the balloon was removed. She says the parking lot is far enough from the main prison that officials felt confident in assuming this was not an inmate escape attempt. Good thing, too. I mean, the only thing slower than escape by hot air balloon would be, uh, escape by white bronco. A ride stranded SeaWorld patrons 220 feet in the air. The incident officially marks the worst press for SeaWorld since every day. An American exchange student who got stuck in a giant vagina sculpture was freed by firefighters in southwestern Germany. Tübingen Fire Service official Marcus Moser said the young man slipped as he tried to climb into the stone sculpture to pose for a photo. He couldn't free himself, so the fire service was called. Four firefighters eased him out of the sculpture. All right, you know, when the Bible says you must be born again, this is not what it means. A recent study from the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics has found that the average American spends only 19 minutes a day reading. Those 34 and under are reading less than 10 minutes a day, which is kind of hard to believe with as many texts as they're sending. Kids have been cheering up the animals at a shelter in England by reading them stories while they wait for new homes. The six-year-olds read from a collection of books, including short animal stories. It's especially easy for the children reading to the puppies because a single book is equal to seven in dog books. That's your Daily Dose of Weird News. I'm Darren Marlar. You can find more weird news at DailyDoseOfWeirdNews.com. There will never be a point in your, time, in your life where it's the right time to do a great thing. If you're waiting for that perfect, perfect moment, that perfect timing, it's not going to happen. You know what you have to do? You have to create the perfect time and the perfect opportunity and the perfect situation. That a lot of people become comfortable. They stop growing. They stop wanting anything. They, they become satisfied. People getting ready to go to jobs that they don't like. Jobs that are making them sick. You see, when you're not pursuing your goal, you are literally committing spiritual suicide. When you have some goal out here that you're stretching for and reaching for, that takes you out of your comfort zone, you'll find out some talents and abilities you have that you didn't know you have. When the messenger of misery visits you, what are you going to do? What will keep you in the game? There are things that you think you'll never need to know. 
that you may only need to know one time in your life, but that could save your life because you had that knowledge. Unless you attempt to do something beyond that which you've already mastered, you will never grow. What is it that you looked at at some point in time and you decided that you couldn't do it? That you talked yourself out of it? You're waiting on your next door neighbor to make it happen for you. It may not happen. If you're waiting on your mother or your father, they may be so ancient in their thinking that they don't understand this opportunity that you have. And if you're waiting on them, it may never get done. You don't beg average people to be phenomenal. You don't beg good people to be phenomenal. You just are phenomenal and you will attract phenomenal. What reason can you remember that you can call on, that you can reach on, that can make you get back up? Find that reason. If you're not where you are, if you're not where you want to be, if you don't have what you want, want to have, if you're not where you think you should be at this particular place, it has nothing to do with the system, but it has everything to do with the fact that you're not making the sacrifice. I want you to make that dream become a reality because if you don't, you will be working for somebody else to make their dreams become a reality. Everybody is against you or don't believe in you no more. And let me tell you something, that's a lonely feeling. It's a lonely feeling, particularly people that you're doing it for. Most people take their greatness, take their ideas to the graveyard with them. Listen to me, if it was easy, everybody would do it. There are people right now who are working who don't want to work. There are people who hate their jobs and they keep getting up to do it. The wealthiest place on the planet is the graveyard. Because in the graveyard we will find inventions that we never ever were exposed to. Ideas, dreams that never became reality. Hopes and aspirations that were never acted upon. The question is what are you going to do with your time? What drives you? Greatness is a lot of small things done well. Day after day. Workout after workout, obedience after obedience, day after day. When things don't work out for you, when things happen that you could not anticipate, what are the reasons that you can think of that can keep you strong? You will never ever be successful until you turn your pain into greatness, until you allow your pain to push you from where you are to push you to where you need to be. Stop running from your pain and embrace your pain. Your pain is going to be a part of your pride, a part of your product. I, I challenge you to push yourself. See, it's easy to be on the bottom. It doesn't take any effort to be a loser. It doesn't take any motivation, any drive in order to stay down there on a low level. But it calls on everything in you. You have to harness your will to say, I'm going to challenge myself. I mean that what you did last week don't count. Today, today is the only important day. There are 86,400 seconds in a day, and how you use those are critical. You got 86,400 today, and what you do today is going to see me who you are. Nobody's going to talk about what you did last week. That the biggest enemy you have to deal with is yourself. There's an old African proverb that says, if there's no enemy within, the enemy outside can do us no harm. You have this opportunity of a lifetime. It means absolutely nothing if you don't take advantage of it in the lifetime of this opportunity. I got a thing that when life knocks you down, try and land on your back because if you can look up, you can get up.
If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for, to work day and night for, to give up your time, your peace, and your sleep for, if all that you dream and scheme is about it, and life seems useless and worthless without it, it's time now. If you want to make this your decade, you've got to start saying yes to your life. You've got to start saying yes to your dreams. Yes to your unfolding future. Yes to your potential. As opposed to saying no. When you die, die on east. Leave no dream left behind, God. Leave no opportunity left behind. When you leave this earth, accomplish every single thing you can accomplish. Listen to me. You're going to be here one day, but you'll never get here if you give up, if you give in, if you quit. And finally, God, you got to want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe.
talking about setting your intentions. An intention is somewhat like a goal, but it's acting with purpose. An intention is very clear and very focused, and we will be acting with purpose. The definition of an intention is a determination to act in a certain way. So it goes beyond goals and that you're not just accomplishing something, but you're acting in a certain way. Some synonyms would be ambition, aspiration, plan, purpose, dream, goal, something like that. So it's very similar to a goal, like I said, but it is very refined and very specific. Um, If you are familiar with yoga, if you've ever practiced yoga, um, for the most part, before you start your session, you set an intention before class. And this is what you focus on as you're breathing and moving in a meditative state. And it's very powerful because you are very present and your mind is ultra-focused on this intention. And it can shift behaviors, it can shift attitudes, it can shift uh, many things to help you become a better you. 
uh, prayer is also a form of setting an intention. If you are very focused on something, if your prayer is very scattered where you kind of hop from one thing to the next and you're you're not very focused, that is not a form of setting an intention, but a prayer can be um, a form of setting an intention. So um, there are several examples, like um, your intention could be anything that you want to change or focus on or get better at. Um, so here's an, an example. Uh, my intention today is to smile at everyone I meet. And you can go into much detail. If you're setting this intention in the morning, you can go into a better detail as far as, you know, I want to smile at everyone because it fills that person and it fills me at the same time. I'm spreading joy. I'm starting the butterfly effect so that they in turn maybe will smile at others and kind of get into how you're how you'll feel by setting this intention, what the outcome will be by setting this intention, who you're going to affect by setting this intention. So you can really narrow down, like I said, get focused. Focus, focus on that intention and see what the benefits will be. There's such gratitude with that. Um, you could say, my intention today is to not complain. And every time you catch yourself complaining, you kind of rewind and say something else that will counteract that complaint. Um, here's another one. Today, I intend to replace all negative thoughts and words with positive and uplifting words and thoughts. So you catch yourself saying something kind of negative. Well, you kind of reverse that until your intention is a habit. Today, I intend to finish everything I start. Uh, procrastination is a very hard thing for a lot of people. Many people put things off. So if you really have the intention that everything you start today you're going to finish, that's going to be in the forefront of your brain going through your day. See, when we set an intention, our mind is hyper-focused on that intention. We're very conscious of that decision, and we will work toward keeping that intention, meeting that goal. Uh, and, and intentions are very personal so these can be about uh, your relationships, maybe your friendships. It could be about your job, your business, your home, or hobbies. It can be about anything. It can be about maybe you want to clean one room a day in your home. That is your intention. And at the end of the week, you will have five rooms cleaned and organized or whatever it can be. But it's very personal. So you set up your intention every morning. Um I think writing your intentions first thing in the morning will help you. It'll help you set your uh, attitude for the day. Sometimes if we just have it in our mind, we lose it. But if we write it, maybe it's on a sticky right in front of us on our computer, um, that helps us. So if you set an intention and then you don't meet that intention, don't let guilt creep in um, because that's kind of going backwards. So intentions are supposed to help us be better and, and move forward. So just set another intention the next day and keep moving forward. Remember, this is progress, not perfection. You don't have to be perfect at it. We're just moving in the right direction to set an intention to be better at what we want to be better at. So thank you so much for joining me for this segment of Mindset Minute. To continue your journey to be a better you, connect with me at me to the power of we.com because together is better.
Thank you so much for staying tuned to This Needs to Be Said. I hope you've enjoyed everything we've shared from the Daily Dose of Weird News to the Mindset Minute, all the music, and I hope that you paid attention to the commercials because there's always something in that that you can use somewhere in your life, personal or business. We're getting ready to talk about the business of health and fitness with Coach Tony Ustery, the author of The Fitness Game. Hey, Coach, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I am wonderful. We have 15 minutes to get it in, so I know we skipped over last week. I put in a rerun with all of us who need to be away last week. So want to pick up where we left off the week before. We were putting together a list, and for those of those, those of us that are in the uh, TNTVS Fitness Tribe, we've put in the list and we've marked number ones by those things, and you even gave us something else to do on last night. So if you want to share that and then go into what your topic is for this week, it will be great. What I did was I, and, and all, this whole exercise about time, and you know, um, I gave you the what's a time abundance test, and it's continuing. You can put it on the the uh, well, you know what? Leave it where it is, and the people that want it will join the the, the tribe. and CBS. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but I, I put that test on you, on for you, so that you get a, a feel of where your time is spent and, and how uh-huh. it can be, how the quality of life and how the quality of your time can improve. And so we're going to go over that this week inside the, the, the tribe. But it, it's, it's to free you up. I mean, it's, it's, to, it's to get you starting to win your game, you know. Um, and, and that's the topic. The topic is, I'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Um, the topic is, is I want to go backwards a little bit and explain why I called it the fitness game in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I called what I do and I named it the fitness game for a simple reason. You know, when we play a game, any type of game, there's there's an objective, and the objective is to win. Okay, I don't know any games mm-hmm. that are played that you play to lose or you play just to play. You know, there, I don't think there, I haven't seen one invented yet that doesn't have an objective of how you win the game. And so 
with, with that being said, also I call it a game because when something's a game, it becomes fun. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a drudgery. It's no longer a work. So I wanted to make sure that under, people understood that what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to have fun at this life. You know, mm-hmm. and we're supposed to be happy at this life. You know, it's, you know, there are hardships out there. There's, there's, there's stress out there. There's all these things. But at the end of the day, I think the test that we're supposed to go through is that we're supposed to have won our game, whatever that game is we're playing, and we're supposed to do it with joy, okay? Because without it, then you can't win. And so for me, I wanted to make it to where you feel like you're playing something. You feel that you're, 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 you're having fun with the journey, okay? Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it's so important that people understand that whatever journey that they're on, whether it's their fitness, you know, it can be mental, relationship, whatever, that one, want to win, and two, and first, so you got to know what that win means. You know, if it's a relationship, you know, for for, for most people, it would be that you find that one person that you can spend the rest of your life with, and you do that. Okay, that's a win. Uh, other people, it might be different, but you know, so that's what you're striving to do. Whether it's business, if it's business, you know, some people want to be rich, some people want to be well off, some people just want to be comfortable. Whatever that goal is, whatever that win is, it needs to be established what your win is. Okay, in our fitness game. We, that's why we wrote the goals. What, are we, what is our win? But the thing is, is that the journey needs to be one of, of happiness, one of joy, one of, of contentment, you know. And most of the time, that boils down to the mind and the mindset, and that's why I spend so much time on that because it's like, the exercise we did before where I said, okay, smile and get mad. It's how you approach something, whether it's going to make you happy, sad, or whatever, and that's on, that's on you. So mm-hmm. I want to get back to the basics of getting people to understand right now because I don't want you to get stuck on, on, on things. Like, for example, I see a lot of posts inside the tribe about food, and that's cool yeah. and everything. And people enjoy food and everything. It's not your goal, you know. That's part of your. Okay. That's, that's supposed to be part of the objective, you know, and part of part of the journey. And if you enjoy posting your food, that's fine. But at the end of the day, what you should be posting is a picture of you and your results, and showing how you're moving forward towards your goal. And you know, just you put the plate of food is is like I said, it's cool, but it's not the end all and it's not the win. And so I want to get people focused on the win and you know and how to win because that's what's important. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, if I go from from LA to New York, as long as I know that where I'm going and I have a route, it doesn't really matter which route I take as long as I get there. You know, the route might be longer, the route might be shorter, I, I might fly, mm-hmm. the, you know, I might drive, but it doesn't matter as long as at the end of the day, I win and I get there. And so some people's routes are going to be, you know, their journeys are going to be different. They're going to be a little slower, you know, but in, enjoy the game, you know, enjoy the game that we're playing 
and understand that what I'm teaching is I'm teaching you how to win the game. Okay, I'm not I, I'm not trying to teach you to be a fitness expert. I just want you to have enough knowledge to be able to win your game and to and to sustain that win. You know, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. both mentally and physically. You know, and I don't want I I, I want to keep people. What we do so much is we 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 get off on a tangent. You know, we do this in every phase of our life. You know, we'll start down a path, and then all of a sudden something will come off and kind of take us off the journey, and either we we enjoy it, or it's it it consumes time, or it makes us feel comfortable. And so instead of, and sometimes the journey is not going to be comfortable. It's not, but it you know the game's not going to be comfortable. There are times in every game where you're behind. There's times where every game where you know. It looks like you might lose. It's time with any, every game that you know you're 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 having having a bad spurts in the game, but it's a game, and that's what happens. And at the end of the day, if you win, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, uh-huh, so uh-huh. that's where I want people to start understanding is that the attention needs to be on the goal and the win, and enjoy the journey no matter how long or short it takes. And so we need to get we need to go back to that. We need to get back to the point where, you know, okay, am I doing the things that I'm supposed to do to win my goal? Which means that we should be reviewing our goals almost on a daily basis, our vision boards almost on a daily basis, so that we don't get away from that. And and I kind of feel that that's what's happening. And and I'm, I'm feeling that not only for the tribe, but I'm feeling that for industry, uh, the the whole of the industry of, of fitness, I'm seeing that a lot of people are stuck on, because, you know, you go on Facebook, you'll see people, or, or Instagram, people posting food and this and I ate this and, you know, or every once in a while you'll see a person, you know, put an exercise up. But at the end of the day, when, you know, I'm looking, okay, so how are you doing? How is your results? What, what, what's good for you? You know, have you made progress? Nobody's sharing that because most of the time nobody's making progress because they're stuck on things that are keeping them from making progress. Does that make huh. sense? It makes perfect sense. Now, for me, because I, I was thinking about that too, not that in the bad way, I was thinking, man, working, you know, getting fit and thinking about food is great, but... Um, it sounds like we need to turn a little bit. Uh, we're focusing on the wrong thing, so I got that part. Now tell us what you would like to see us posting um, and where our focus really should be. I do concern myself a lot of times with what am I going to get to eat that tastes good while I'm on this journey. So that is a big concern of mine. So seeing my food and wanting to know what other people are posting uh, is at the front of my mind, but you're saying I want to see the results. So give us some, some pointers right. on well, what I, we should be I mean, posting. I, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with you guys posting, giving each other uh, uh, tips on food and stuff like that. But at least once or twice a week, you uh-huh. need to post for each other where you are. Because, you know, letting people know where you are is a part of that journey and letting people know that you're advancing. Because here's the thing. I can show you all the food in the world, okay, but I don't. that doesn't mean I'm eating it. That means I just showed it to you, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I can mm-hmm. have a, a plate of something that looks the same time. That that might not have been my plate, 
Might have been somebody else's plate. But, okay, so even if I was eating that, even if I am, what is my progress? Okay, okay, I'm eating well. Have I been to the gym? Have I did my uh-huh. exercise that I'm supposed to do? Have I have I been looking at my vision board? How's my mindset? Am I go, am I there, or am I still you know holding myself back, or feel like I'm holding myself back, or feel like I'm in quicksand because I don't have the mindset, or I don't I'm not moving forward in all the other aspects. You see what I mean? So I think uh-huh. that when you post, when you when when you post. Uh, your results, you know, like a picture, your results, what you've done that week, you know, that kind of thing, and let everybody know it shows your accountability. Once you start being accountable, then you don't want to be stuck every day because who wants to be saying I'm the same as I was last week when you're uh, saying that you're moving forward? <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. So account- I do. accountability I do. factor is, is important. And that's why it's so hard to win this journey by yourself. And that's why I pushed for you to get an accountability partner or, like, the tribe where everybody's accountable to everybody else. That's why I did that because doing this by yourself is super tough, especially when you don't have anybody that you're answering to. Because, yeah, my game might be that I want to look this way and fit in this and this. But, one, if I haven't shared it, then nobody even knows what game I'm playing. And, two, Nobody knows where I am in my game, okay? So I could be stuck on square one, and nobody ever know it. And I can post all the great stuff, and I can say all the great stuff, and I can, you know, post all the great food. But at the end of the day, if I'm not showing the steps that I'm making to win my game, then, you know, am I advancing? And that's something that you have to do. Have, that's an honor system. But... If, you, if you're playing it, then be honorable about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you're either all in or you're all out. You know? You're right. And, I, I, I and, like and, that. And you know what? We didn't know we were stuck. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was focused on the food, not realizing. And just even thinking about little things. So let me ask you this. On this fitness journey, I'm wanting to lose weight. I'm wanting to, you know, eat right. I'm wanting to make progress. Even though, you know, you've had us do the vision board, what do you want to look like a year from now, six months from now, you had us do all of those things. And if I keep it to myself, I do get that. I won't, one, recognize that I'm stuck. Two, I'm not accountable accountable to anybody. And plus, Catherine lets Catherine get away with stuff all the time. So um, the little things that I'm concerned about is if you're in an environment, you're with, you, you live with people, most people live with other people. Um, not often is someone just living by themselves and nobody ever comes in contact with them. But there are some cases, but we're not talking about those. Um, you, you live with other people, you're around other people, you interact with your friends, your family, your loved ones, um, your neighbors, whatever. And you said positive things to yourself, I want to lose weight, you know, I want to make progress, I want to be accountable. Could it affect you if people are in your environment, one minute they're saying, oh, I think you'll do great losing weight, you're, you're on the right track, and then the next they're saying negative things like you're never going to do right, you never – does that affect us as we're trying to go along this journey, or are we able sure to – no, 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 no. Here's the thing. If you have people like that in your life, you have to do one of two things. If it's family, you got to set them straight. And if it's if it's a so-called friend, you set them straight. And, and, and then at that point, if they're still going to play that game, then you got to cut them off. And, it's, and that's just it's harsh, but it's a fact. They they've researched that it takes 13 positive affirmations to build up a negative 
affirm, uh, a, ne- a negative comment that, that, that's been said to you. And think about that. If I say something negative to you, it takes you 13, it takes, it takes me 13 or somebody 13 positive affirmations just to get you back to where you were. So, I mean, how does that make sense that you be around somebody that's, that's just digging a hole for you? So that, 13 that, to 1. That, 13 positive. 13, it's 13 to 1. You know? Wow. And so and you said I don't want to hear negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so, yeah, I mean, this might seem harsh, but here's the thing. People that are successful in business, do they hang out with losers or do they hang out with winners? If and I'm saying that. I, yeah. Exactly. And, I'm, when I, and what I'm saying is I'm not saying that just because you're not successful, you're a loser. I'm talking about the mentality of the people that they're, they're dealing with, okay? Because you can have a loser mentality and be a nice person. You still have that losing mentality, okay? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, but do they hang out with those people? No. Know what they're dealing with. They know that they need that positive around them. They know that they need that like-minded around them, or they're going to be stifled. Same thing right. when you see fitness guys, you know, athletes. Who do athletes hang out with? They're the athletes because they're the same mindset. You don't see athletes hanging out with, People that are smoking and eating and double life. If they do, they might go party with them occasionally. But on the on the for real, their everyday life. If that's what they do and that's what they live, guess what they're going to be doing? They're going to be hanging out with like people. So yeah, you have a mixture of people in your life. But if this is what you want to do, if this is if the fitness game is what you want to play, you need to find like bodies that are going to play the game with you. And if they're not going to play the game with you, they're going to support you in playing the game. And if they're not supporting you, then it's time for them to just take a hiatus. You need to take a hiatus from them, period, because you don't need it in your life. All right. So I posted in the TNTBS tribe that we need to be posting where we are. Are we at the gym? Are we out walking? Are we making progress? Take Taking pictures of our vision board just to give them an idea of the kind of things that we need to be showing progress of. I put that you love that we're posting the food, but you'd really love it if we're posting the progress. I'm also, I'm posting on my personal page, uh, for every one negative word that is said to you, you need 13 positive words to stamp that out. Uh, we, have a lot, um, we have a lot of work to do. This fitness game, again, repeating, repeating, repeating is mental, and you want to keep that mentality positive and you want to be progressive. And progressive isn't what yummy things you can eat um, for dinner and lunch and snack. Progress, progress is are you losing the body fat? Are you gaining the muscle mass that you want? Are you fitting into that dress or those jeans? or you know, Are you meeting those uh, goals that you set out on your vision board to accomplish? Now, Coach, we have gone through making our list, and, and some of us, you know, we have life changes we're moving or, you know, just, just life changes. We don't have like a regular daily to-do list, so things change sometimes, and people are noticing that. Am I wasting time or is this a necessary move? So you've caused us to ask great questions of our list, and then you also gave, um, uh, what, what did you call it? It's a, a time abundance quiz. It's a time abundance gave? test, and, and what, and what uh-huh. it's going to be is, what I, I want everybody to take the test, and I want you to calculate it. And I'm going to go over the numbers uh, toward the middle of the week and what it means. But basically, the, the, I want you to do that and one other thing. What I want you to do is it's called 
your cringe or cake review, okay? And what it is is this. That list that you made, yes, it changes all the time, okay? Outside of the things that you have to do, take them off your list. I got to brush my teeth. I got to comb my hair. I got to take a shower. Those are things that you know that you have to do. Those are things that, that those are givens, okay? That's just, you know, that consumes time, but it's a necessity of life because we don't want to be stinky. We don't want our hair to look crazy. We don't want our teeth to be yellow and, and all that other stuff and our breath to be bad. Those are things, our hygiene and that kind of stuff, take it off your list. But what I want to see on your list is the things that you love to do and the things that you're okay with and the things that you hate to do. And I'm not talking about the, the things that you those – are, those are the things that we do over and above our hygiene, over and above our, our, our necessities. Because I'm, I'm going to show you something real in the, in the next few days. I want you to do that. And the people that haven't taken the, the time abundance test, uh, I want them to take that as well. So and when we go over it, I'm going to open up your eyes to something when it comes to your time. But okay. I need those two tests taken. And then, and, and you're right, I want to see the, the progress posted. And, and I want to see, I'd like to see more people join because, you know, this, this, is, a, this is a healthy group. This group is a solid group. And if you're trying to accomplish something, when it comes to your fitness, do you want to be a part of this group? Because they're 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 going to be a driving force when it comes to, to to helping people get in the shape that they want to be in and reach their goals. I would want to be a part of that, and I, so I, I I'm telling you now that if you're not a part of it, you want to join now. Awesome! I posted the link so they can join. It will be on the TNTBS fan page too. It's on my personal page now, but just is it free to join? We are not trying to sign you up for any weight loss program or anything like that. Whatever you're doing is what we're supporting you to get to your journey, but just the accountability of other people that are, are too, on the same journey, uh, looking to have the better version of themselves physically, mentally, and spiritually. Uh, we just want to be together. A lot of times, it's been my experience, you go on a diet or you try something new, you're usually by yourself. And the people in your house are not ready to take a, go on a diet and change what they're eating and cut out this and cut out that just because you decided to take a shake or to cut down the calories. They're not interested in that. So you need that support, and that's what we're here for, the TNTBS Fitness Tribe. So I'm going to post that link on the fan page, and people, we want you to come over and, you know, just see where we can, you know, be better and help each other be better. Sounds good? Sounds wonderful. All right. Well, Coach, I'm going to let you go until next Monday. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being a part of This Needs to Be Said. And you'll see, I'll see you on Facebook. All right. See you there. All right. Bye.
usually am a lost words, but I can't let you pass. Find a girl in the world with a perfect girl. But you want that, cause to me, you're my feng shui. And harmony that keeps me balanced after a long day. And I'ma treat you like the queen that you was meant to be. And shout with you with love until the flood in the streets. Daddy's little girl, and I'ma treat you just the same. Damn near fainted when I showed you the diamond ring. I bought a house on a hill so we can raise a kid. I'm just trying to show you, girl, that I'm all in. So much for staying tuned to this needs to be said. We're getting ready for talking politics with Valerie Sun. How are you? I am here today. I'm here. Everything seems set and ready now. I'm here. It's a uh, wonderful Monday afternoon. You see the first survival of the rain that took place this uh, actually last Monday in the month of July. So the year seen to fly by. Fashion's fashion by, but we're the last Monday in the month of July. Going into my favorite month of August, we're having a uh, wonderful time and great day here in the city. There are a few things I wanted to. Um, kind of get to and get on. Um, it happens politically, but I kind of um, 
change will kind of take us things to take place. One thing I did with a major starting out was about the, the Democratic National Committee. It's not only outraged the Republicans by a little more than three million, down from the one time high of twenty three million. Now this is according to the federal financial forms that were turned in last week. The DNC raised almost nine million in June. While the Republican National Committee reported last week that they raised about eight point five million, which for the first time there seems to be such a flip in it. East Central Party's committee began in July with roughly about seven point eight million in the bank. And Republicans have outraged Democrats at ten for the last 18 months. So that is significant when you look at the fact that we have such Republican-led Senate, especially here in the state. And now as you see that Democrats only appear to be raising more money when in turn can get more and more officials to do more and more things when they're able to actually get elected into positions of, of, of power, positions of elected positions. So that is one of the things that uh, is taking place significantly. And that is making a difference, I mean, not only nationally, but certainly you can see statewide, because for the first time, in a while, but there seems to be the trend in the way that it is going. Uh, One interesting thing that uh, took place this week that was kind of a hot topic that many people discussed, and that was the actual effect of what happened with the Read to Achieve. The Read to Achieve has been a major facet, a major thing that's been taking place, not only in CMS, but throughout uh, North Carolina. And what happened here in Charlotte, hundreds of Mecklenburg families sent their children to summer reading camps, and leaving it was basically a ticket to fourth grade promotion. They learned on the, earlier this week, or earlier last week, that North Carolina reading rules have changed. And what's happened under the latest twist in the Read to Achieve program, which was once a mandatory summer program, is redefined now as optional. Children who are attending still face retention if they fail a summer reading test, while children who skip the camp and take the test and still be promoted. When the summer began, promotion ends on camp attendance, rather than scores and other tests. Now, children another week who is the Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools Administrator, in charge of Read to Achieve, says it's even completely confused parents and he understands his frustration. And basically what's happening, and I've talked to parents that have been in the same situation, is that they wanted the impression that by sending their child to end the third grade, sending them to do the Read to Achieve, that they will automatically put them in fourth grade and then they will actually be reading better. But it's now no longer mandatory. And again, what's been happening is more of it's based on attendance than the actual improvement of reading. Thousands of children across North Carolina fall under the ever-changing mandates of the Reading Act, which was passed last summer. Now, the goal is ensuring that students have the reading skills they need to keep moving up. And as you want to claim throughout many states have done this, but educators and policymakers have spent the year struggling to turn good intentions into a practical program. Third graders from the first group affected by the law were several months into the school year before the North Carolina Department of Public Instructions spelled out all the options for proven reading proficiency by year's end. Some parents and teachers complain that the efforts created an overload in testing, which in fact it does for many of the kids that had to go into it and take it throughout the past three years that has been taking place. It has certainly left effect on many of them. You're talking from the numbers they're saying now about 1,900 CMS third graders were notified they had to attend summer reading in order to be promoted. Statewide numbers haven't been released, but CMS accounts for roughly one-tenth of North Carolina's public school students. So I did that kind of early into it because that is something that, again, I've talked to people personally that are affected by that, and there seem to be a lot of parents that are initially confused as to what exactly would be the criteria for promotion if, in fact, that happened and that child was actually go to read to achieve. But, again, that's just an example of how laws change from year to year. When different things are put out, different proposals, sometimes these laws are changed because everyone believes they'll make the system better. Sometimes it's just more fruit or more advantageous to do it a certain way, and that's the way that it's done. And that's kind of where we're in limbo 
went to read to a sheet. So for many people that have written and talked about it and said they're confused, I'm somewhat confused myself as I, uh, as we just heard from the <laughs> administrator with CMS. They also seem to be exactly confused how this goes. But I do know one thing. When you are notified that the child needs read to achieve, send the child. Then we all can agree on. Now, once the child is sent to read to achieve, then it kind of gets a little complex after that. That's the one thing we all seem to agree on, that they do need to go. And it is a criteria to help with promotion, but it's not the end-all, be-all for promotion which I think was the intended purpose when it first came out. And, again, so many are having to do that because there's a standard level where they want your child to be reading. And if, in fact, they're not there, then they're going to recommend the achieve to, uh, read to achieve. So, again, that was just something that a lot of people had uh, discussed and talked about, and I would look further into it and see exactly how it works. And, again, I certainly can understand why people um, are confused as far as confused as they are. Um, a Medicaid overhaul is taking place. A major one. That uh, it, it kind of... Uh, something else that's kind of confused, or kind of have a lot of people kind of limbo over exactly how it's going to happen. But it's overall largely this regards to which the health care providers that the state house and Governor McCory wound up overwhelming support uh, last week with a 28 to 17 vote. Now, the overall would introduce to the state commercial managed care for Medicaid patients. A move that doctors and hospitals are fighting very hard, and they're kind of vehemently they've been fighting against this. But after seven years of overruns, legislators claim budget predictability for Medicaid. After a final confirming vote by the Senate, the bill will now move to the House, where members will agree or reject it. And, again, the bill is going to be very um, controversial. It's going to affect a lot of people with Medicaid. Now, just to give a quick view of what the Senate bill will do, insurance companies will compete with managed care networks that are going to be run by doctors, hospitals, or other health care providers for Medicaid enrollees. The managed care group will be given a set sum of money for each patient enrolled in their plans. By 2018, the provider-led plans would lose money if the health care costs are higher than their allotted budgets. Now, the bill will remove Medicaid from the control of the State Department of Health and Human Services and have paid board of directors to run the health insurance program. Right now, that costs about $13 billion a year. It covers a little over 1.5 million low-income children, select parents, elderly, and disabled, which, of course, makes up the bulk of Medicaid. The Medicaid director would work for the actual board. That's what would happen if the Senate bill is passed and how it would affect you. Now, Democratic amendments would be one would be adopted to avoid conflicts of interest for the new board that will be run by Medicaid, and the second will be to expand Medicaid for the others to Medicaid recipients on the governor board, meaning someone who actually gets the Medicaid or is a part of Medicaid to be a member of the overall governing board. Now, the biggest difference in the two, the House has agreed to a system of regional managed care networks but wants to have only one provider-led group running them barring any kind of commercial Medicaid managed care. Now, one example of that, you have Republican uh, Nelson Dollar out of Kerry. Now, the Republican uh, deal that he has and sponsored is with the House Medicaid overall proposal. Now, he said this week that he was not satisfied with the current mission that they have and that the Senate vision would increase insurance companies managing the actual overall, overall care of Medicaid. And the last thing, I'm going to kind of tell you what all this means. Though he's supporting the House proposal, um, several people are. What's happening from the governor? This is what Governor McCory's part of it is. He would want a provider of land groups to fully be responsible for Medicaid overruns by the year 2020. McCory initially favored a plan that would have provided accountable care organizations, basically ACOs that we have now. Providers would have been paid as they are now, receiving a fee for each service. Now, the ACOs keep part of the money if the patient care costs less than predicted, and some 
laws for the money if the care costs more. To share the actual medical savings, the ACO must show patients are getting good care. Now, the North Carolina Hospital Association and the North Carolina Medical Society oppose both these moves, uh, and then as well as the commercial managed field for Medicaid. So basically, to sum all that up, what's happening with Medicaid is going to determine now who runs this, how long it's funded, and where it's funded to. And that's Medicaid, again, for low-income, elderly. Because, again, that, that's basically who's on it. I'm not saying no one else is on it. But there, mainly you're talking about 1.7 million individuals that are low-income children, select parents who fit into it, the elderly and the disabled, make up the bulk of people that are receiving Medicaid. So, again, you're going to have people that are not going to be as familiar with the law, and they're going to need Medicaid just to get the basic functions that they get now. So in order for that to take place, you're looking at the easiest and most, most, most well, I guess, workable way that everyone's going to be able to fall into this umbrella that is receiving Medicaid. How it can affect us individually. Many of us who have people, loved ones, other individuals are getting this, it's going to determine their care. If they're in a facility, be in an elderly facility, there's something for you. If there is something that's being, but Medicaid is paying their bill, now you can determine how long they're going to stay there, whether or not their services are completely met or not. If Medicaid is only going to pay for six months or this many hours, that's how long you're going to be there. That's not hard to figure out because the bills are so astronomical. There's no way to pay for it out of your own account. So if this is your mother, your sister, cousin, whoever may be receiving this, this is how it would affect them and indirectly you. Because now they're not going to be able to get the same services through Medicaid, and they certainly won't be able to get it for as long, and they're going to determine where exactly they can go to get it. Where certain doctors and hospitals now won't be under the same umbrella. So imagine them telling you that these are the 10 places, or whatever number it may be, but we're going to accept it in this city or this state. And now they're not doing it there, so you may have to move from where you are to somewhere else. And, of course, your length of time stands on where it's going to be changed or altered because there are only so many places you can go. And there are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that are trying to get into the same facilities or areas or places. So that could be a major overhaul. Again, we expect the North Carolina Senate to vote. And that would be step one when they vote exactly what they're going to do. Then it goes to the House through all the steps to see if, in fact, there will be as many changes, as many predictors there will be. So be very interested to see what happens here in the near future. But, again, these are things that you have to kind of be aware of because when the change happens, you won't say it just kind of stuck up on you. The North Carolina Senate gave attendance and approval on last Wednesday to a 2.5% cap in local sales tax that would deny Mecklenburg County a full referendum on increasing teacher pay, which has been an ongoing saga, not just here, but anyone who's seen the news in the last month has to know there's an issue with teacher pay. I can't think of anyone who would have no news or just be totally oblivious to the fact that teacher pay is the number one issue throughout the state mm-hmm. of North Carolina as far as what's going to come into voting. I don't know how they so would the ways, Yes, I don't know how anyone can not know that that's taking place. And one of the ways they're going to do it or looking to do it is by increasing the sales tax. The funny thing someone was just telling me over the weekend is that teachers also pay taxes. So it's kind of funny if you increase the sales tax and give you more money, but then when they go buy stuff, they still have to pay this increased sales tax. But that goes to everybody. So it's kind of funny. We're going to raise taxes and give you more money. But then when you go buy, you know, buy a new TV, buy whatever, you're going to pay the sales tax just like everybody else. So you're still paying more, you know, but you're getting more, but you're still paying more. It's kind of funny when you look at it that way. But the measure passed 33 to 16. After a very heated debate, depending on North Carolina's urban counties that get smaller, often struggling rural places, because they want to raise across the board. And one of the things they're saying is that if each county can kind of do it their way, then, of course, larger counties are going to have more assets than the smaller ones. Urban legislators argue the cap punishes large counties that want to schedule a referendum on public transit or in the council of Mecklenburg County, education. 
Mecklenburg's local sales tax rate is already at 2.5%, which I think most people do. The county has scheduled a November vote for a quarter cent increase, which is what they've already decided. That's pretty much what's going to take place. But they're going to do a final vote in November. Another time, people should be out talking and complaining if they have a problem with raising it by a quarter cent. Now, um, when that takes place, you have the rules committee chairman, Tom Apodaca, a Republican from Innocentville. He kind of scoffed at it, saying that the Democrats who are in the minority are part of what's happening because you're taking a vaccine, he thought, to the Republican who the House. Now, the measure beginning in the House is the economic development incentives. The Senate added the sales tax division. And when they added that, of course, that was the way they were going to decide how exactly the money's going to come. They're looking at other jobs and other ways they could possibly deduct money to give the teacher pay. And as I said before, it's pretty kind of self-known. There is going to be something, and it will take place before August because many people, like many teachers and educators, are leaving out. Many people have seen where the state of Texas has come in, the state of Florida, and have done a very heavy recruitment from North Carolina teachers, and it's mainly because of teacher pay. They're willing to move you to their state, provide you with a housing, provide you with everything that you need once you get there, get you set up, get everything going for you to move as far as Texas to come and stay, to come and live and work and make it double what you're making here in some cases, certainly a significant raise in what you're getting and bonus pay. But none of those things are taking place. That's why so many things have to kind of stop and take a backseat because they must deal with teacher pay before they can go any further with any of their referendums. Because, again, that kind of affects everyone because you wouldn't want your child losing one of their better teachers to the state of Florida because of something as simple as a mandate for increased payment of teachers. But it is certainly something mm-hmm. that uh, is a hot-button issue, and it's going to be one until a final referendum because it appears that something's going to be done in August but finalized. Uh, in November, and of course, you're going to have some change of uh, board members and other things uh, in November at the end of the year, which always kind of takes a little bit about what takes place. But it is a uh, certainly a heated uh, issue that is taking place as it relates to teacher pay. Now, another thing uh, involving schools is the conflict over disclosure of charter school salaries that we've talked about here mm-hmm. several times on the show. Well, on last week, it kind of took another another swing. As House Democrats said, a Senate approved bill that shields for profit management companies for revealing who they are and how much they pay can't take place. It's kind of a new overhaul. In a Thursday evening news conference, you have Republican Trisha Cotham of uh, Charlotte, Mecklenburg County. She led the call for public, for the public and Governor Pam McCord to fight a move that she says blocks accountability and transparency of charter schools, which are run by nonprofit boards and funded with public money, which, again, that's where the issue comes in. But what's basically happening? There are a lot of charter schools that are willing to get teachers to come and work for them. But the only way they can actually do it is by offering some kind of incentives for you to come there. And one of the largest incentives is money. So what everyone wants to know is what are these schools paying and how much money is it to go there? But because they have not been forced to release their numbers because public schools are, no one knows exactly sure if charter school A pays more than charter school B. So if you and I both had one, and again, if your school pays more than mine, not only are we competing for teachers, but now those teachers are competing with different charter schools. So not only are they leaving the system, but now I can go work for your school because you may pay $1,000 more than my school pays or may offer something that my school doesn't offer. And there are about 30 charter schools that are going to be operating now just in, just in Charlotte alone or surrounding areas. So that's why it's so significant. It's such a big deal that it has to go to the House to force them to release exactly what their budget is and what everyone in that building is making. Just as I told you, it is probably right now. Anyone that works for CMS, you can just go to the website and see exactly what they make, what their base salary is for CMS. It doesn't include all that bonuses thing they may get, but you can see their base salary. 
So certainly if you know someone's making $35,000 a year and they have to leave and go to a charter school, the first person would be, why did they leave? What made them go there? So you want to know what they're making. And as of right now, that does not have to be released. That's where this has come from. Now, the issue is a much-revised bill that was introduced again back in May. After Charlotte Observer, as well as some other papers, requested charter school salaries and questions arose about those schools and what they required to release. A new version was brought before the Senate last week, and it was approved. That version says the charter school personal records for those employees directly employed by the board of directors for the charter school are subject to the same disclosure requirements and privacy protection as employees of school district and other public bodies, which was not the case prior to that. Now, Council moved on the Democrat on the eight-member committee created to reconcile conflicting bills previously approved by the House and Senate, which is where the fallout came because you had a discrepancy between the two of them. Now, she says she wants to know exactly what is happening and all the wording that excludes employees that are hired by these management companies, such as Charter Schools USA and National Her- Heritage Academies, two of the largest charter school funded where a lot of the money comes for it. She did not go on to refuse to sign the committee report and work to delay House Beach to open, she said, that the bipartisan opposition will emerge and colleagues completely understand the bill which takes place, which happens with a lot of them. I contemplate former Charlotte Mecklenburg School Administrator and the Vice Chair of the House Education Committee, said the student approved version will let for profit companies collect money and tax dollars without scrutiny. That's the goal. Now, you're going to see exactly how that takes place. Again, we're going to get more and more information uh, next week. But uh, you have Senate President, uh, Senate President Pro Tem, Phil Berger, uh, Northern Assistant Educated Committee, Jerry Tillman, coming back with any changes that they, they were already aware of all this and talked about before. They haven't really commented that came out with a lot. Since the information now has been gotten to the point, but now it has to be released. And again, you see the big issue over it. What's simply a matter of who's making the most money, how are they making this money, how are things being funded? Because some public money went in, and that's always a tricky thing with charter schools. We even talked to you before on the show about how kids are allowed vouchers to actually go to these schools, because that was another issue. Charter school was selecting what kids went to their schools and were denied certain kids an opportunity to come into the school. So the money was the only thing, but public funds were going into the schools. So now public funds are going, and the people are saying, how can you deny my child going when my money is actually going to help fund the school? So now you have to release who's in there, how kids are getting admitted into them, and, of course, what everyone in that building is making. So now it's kind of a adversarial kind of thing because now we're going back and forth with the charter schools and the public schools. That's something we're certainly going to hear and talk more and more about, uh, I would imagine, throughout the year and years to come because there's got to be another way to rectify it because now that everything laid out on the table, they're going to now start breaking down more and more what the discrepancies. And when they find out more and more things, I would think, it would lead some of them to go back to public schools. And, of course, charter schools have to keep certain numbers. But if both schools are not offering the same thing, both schools are offering now the same amount of money, then you look at how teachers are recruited, how teachers are getting to certain places, how other members of the staff are getting different places. Then it gets kind of tricky because, uh, as they say, a lot of times you get funny with the money. So it changes a lot of things. Uh-huh. And it takes place, yeah. So whenever that happens, things uh, change and take place. One more often lecture I want to make sure I get into was uh, – the uh, David Perdue. This actually happened down in Georgia, but it is significant. The fact that David Perdue is a Republican nominee for Georgia's seat of the United States Senate. He's going to be facing Democrat Michelle Nunn and Libertarian Amanda Swanson and the being to replace retiring Senator Saxby Chambers in November. Uh, Perdue is the former CEO of Reebok, Dollar General, and uh, Pillow Tech. I think Pillow Tech is now closed, but he was the CEO of those three businesses. Narrowly defeated 11-term Republican Jack Kingston. Last week, the Georgia's um, GOP Senate nomination runoff. 
I used money on his private sector experience as a Washington outsider. However, he was a GOP establishment choice for the nomination because he was seen as being less likely to make inflammatory remarks that might cause electoral backlash. All that means he's a much quieter guy. He's probably much more of a, a, a um, less opinionated guy to kind of go with the flow, and he's certainly a man who, again, knows how to make money, being the CEO of Reebok and Dollar General. He was, he was the less of the, of the two because we had seen several comments that have been made by Jack Kingston over his time in office. Now, the race may be decided. A long part of the which party controls the Senate and exactly how that takes place over the next year or so. Now, the race is going to actually decide party controls of the Senate for the last year of President Obama's term in office. Republicans need to at least pick up six seats to control the chamber. Polls currently show the GOP contender leading the dominant percentages and Democratic held seats in South Dakota, West Virginia, and the Democrats are also defeating seats. I'm sorry, defending seats in Alaska, Arkansas, Colorado, Louisiana, Michigan, and of course North Carolina. If the GOP can pick up just half of those seats and control the Senate, it may come down to Democrats picking up seats in either Georgia or Kentucky. But Democrat Allison Grimes is in a tight race for current Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. So it's very important when you see with each state how the Senate is controlled actually dictates a lot of things, and as we see firsthand with the Republican-led Senate, many of the things that we see President Obama bringing before them is vetoed, is turned down, or it's very difficult to get through because you have a Republican-led Senate. And unfortunately, that's what it boils down to a lot of times. If the Republicans run the House, then typically a Republican president is going to get more favorable things done, just like if a Democrat had done it. But I guess it's the same thing we would do in a normal setting. If more you know, if it's more men are in control and you have a man standing there, he's probably going to get more things done than if a woman was in charge. If you had an all-woman board, a woman would probably get more things done than if a man. So it's, that's the only, I guess, analogy I kind of bring. But that's what it works. That's why it's important with each state who, in fact, is in the Senate because the majority rules, even if it's over by one or two people. So that could be a huge thing taking place in Georgia. And we've talked more and more about the importance of the North Carolina race here, Todd Tillis and, and Tehan. But this is just another example of the significance of each of those states and what's taking place. One last thing happened down in, uh, in Cleveland County. I don't want to leave out the people in down in Shelby. The Cleveland County chapter of the NLACP is considering filing a lawsuit against the County Board of Elections after the board recently approved merge of five Shelby election precincts into two. Back on July 8th, the election board voted two to one to merge Shelby, one, two, and three into one precinct at Shelby City Park. The board voted unanimously to merge Shelby six and seven on last year. Now, the merger would change the polling places for several thousand voters. But supporters of the changes say the new sites are larger, they have more parking space, and will save money. However, the Reverend Dante Murphy, who heads the local NAACP chapter, believes the mergers will cause confusion among the elderly and make it harder for people to vote. He also sees the local merger as part of a trend in the community and the nation to suppress people's voting rights. Now, that's someone we have to work to get on the show, but we know when we bring our reverends on, we have to kind of limit them to a minute or two. But we're going to try to get uh, uh, Reverend Murphy on to get some more information. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened with it. Yeah, we have to keep him on the time limit. Now, he made you similar do. statements. <laughs> <laughs> he made similar statements to the New York Times story about election law changes in the wake of the 2013 Supreme Court decision that voted the key section of the Voting Rights Act. And, again, this is not nothing that's happened. New. It is when it happens, it causes controversy in so many cities because the seniors have so many times they've drawn the law racial lines because many cities are divided that way. Now, the story which appeared before the Cleveland County Board of Elections back in July 
pointed out that the board is an all-white body of two Republicans and one Democrat. The story said that when Murphy discusses the plan, he talks about disenfranchisement and conspiracy. So basically, he makes it pretty clear that he thinks because there's a misrepresentation on the board itself that they can basically do what they want to do. You and I know the way to solve this by simply folding in other members to do that. But in the meantime, or in the interim, you have to kind of go where the I don't think precincts have ever moved to be discriminatory. I think precincts have mainly moved because uh, many times they are more convenient easy for people to get from A to B or to another. And I do agree kind of with what they're saying. But that's where we stand as far as that taking place. Again, it happens in many cities and counties across the country, not just in Shelby County. Or in, in Cleveland County, I'm sorry, the town of Shelby. So that's kind of where we stand this week. And again, this is the um, final week of July. So we're moving on throughout the year. And more and more things are happening. Certainly, we're going to uh, get back into when more and more houses are getting into session. We get more into political season, as we like to call it. And as more and more people are preparing for what's taking place in November. So, as we wrap up, as we do each week, the uh, easiest and best way to find me, again, as many people have done each week, is going to Facebook and you're going to Valerie Sun, D A L E R I E, Valerie Sun. That will link you to Talking Politics. Once you're on Talking Politics, you will see the many likes and followers that we have now as well as topics that we've talked about today, talked about in past weeks, and some of the future things, but certainly is a way that you can write questions and anything that you have or you want to inquire about. Then you also can go to the favorite app on my phone, the app I'll probably go to the most, where you see the big elephant, y'all. This needs to be said. Whoever is not downloading that, I strongly uh, recommend you do download it. Not only will you be able to hear this segment of the show that I do, but you'll hear it in many other people that are on throughout the week, and the Tuesdays, the Wednesdays, and many other days you tune in to listen. You can hear a lot of other segments. You get a lot of different perspectives on many things that are taking place in our day-to-day lives. So I highly recommend everyone download that, uh, that app that needs to be said. You get the big blue elephant, and you go on, and you're going to, uh, again, be able to link to Captain Waddell and then write her, as well as myself, questions pertaining to what you've heard and seen here on the show this day or any other time that we do it. So those are the easiest most convenient ways to get in, and it certainly has been an effective way of communication because I have heard and seen from several different individuals uh, when they've had questions and different things to work concerning them as it, as it relates to politics. All right. Thank you so much. Um, each week you bring something. That, you know, I, I was I was amazed that you were confused about one part of the information you brought about the reading in school. So if we if you're if you're stumbled up by it, of course we are. So looking to I'm uh, looking yes. forward to more information and clarifying that. But each week you bring us something uh, to think about and to look forward um, look forward to in the news. When we are, you know, flipping through the channels and say, hey, Valerie Sun talked about that, making us seem, you know, more studious. So thank you for First five minutes of the news, yes. Yes. <laughs> First five minutes of the news, you're going to find all kinds of amazing things. And many of them will definitely be directly dealing with political news. All right. Well, keep that right, in mind. We've been saying that for years now. We'll see you back here on next Monday. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you've gained something from what has been shared. Special thanks to the creators of the TNTBS jingle. It was written by Lamont Champ Josie and composed by Robert Jenkins. Thank you to everyone who supports us by downloading the phone app at thisneedstobesaid.com, by commenting on the TNTBS talk show fan page on Facebook, by retweeting us on Twitter at TNTBS, by also sharing this show with your friends. Thank you for logging in through your computer, as well as calling in to listen on the phone lines. Now go out and tell more people about this great show. 
If you thought the show sucked, tell them anyway. Bad news travels fast is what I'm told. Either way, tell them to tune in each weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're always looking for new guest commentators, awesome topics, and most of all, we want your opinion. Visit us at www.thisneedstobesaid.com. We'd love to hear from you. There's an elephant in the room. You were thinking it, so we're going to talk about it. Until we meet again in the same place at the same time, have a super day.